Hey, this is Ed Spangenberg from Click Tea Shop. And if you're down in the dumps and you need something to pick you up, there's only one thing that will do. What's that? The Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Uninhibited and uncensored for your listening pleasure. What's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus. We're doing another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast, episode 43, called I'm Alive. I'm alive, Tom. Are you? Yeah, dude, you sound like you're reading the fucking weather. You all right over there, buddy? It's just it's like you're doing like a traffic <laughs> report. Hi, <laughs> George Piandes. <laughs> That's your stage name. So, yeah, I was just, you know, I'm kind of thinking, like, what do I change this shit up in the beginning a little? No. Just speak to you like, um, yes, and uh, thank you, and uh, I'm a little perplexed about the, uh, the, that album. Yeah. I you want to change something up. Anytime I bring up any potential change, you're like <laughs> fucking Rain Man. You lose your mind over it. Now you want to change shit up. I am constantly OCDing on Tom. No, I we know. can't do that. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, life is good Yeah, we're recording on uh, Wednesday, October 30th The day before Halloween Ooh, By the time everybody hears this, it will already be over So hopefully hopefully, when you listen to us, you've had a safe and happy Halloween And put some kiss into that holiday Yep, and you've already been visited by the Halloween rhinestone trucker <laughs> In your sleep <laughs> Oh, I want to come over there and give you a big kiss Oh God, that's a good segue. <laughs> um, what an episode. I mean, as soon as we put that up, then, you know, it not, not only, not because of us, but I'm saying like uh, right around that time, you know, everybody's putting up Paul Lynn stuff, the Halloween special and what it meant to them and, uh, uh the impact and the, in the cheesiness and the, you know, the, you know, the kiss performance and, uh, all the, all the, all the memories about it, it was interesting. Yeah, we actually got a little bit of feedback and it was interesting because we talked about, you know, anybody out there who was like old enough to like see it and remember it. And we got a we got a Facebook comment um, from somebody that said it was it was the equivalent of people who saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. He said, because seeing Kiss on Paul Lynn, it was the first primetime performance and people like were like blown away by it. So that that must have been pretty cool if you were like a Kiss freak at that time. I think somebody was asking us questions about it, Tom, and I think I replied with, well, first, me and Tom were both three years old at the time, so I don't think we caught it. Yep, yep. But funny how we caught just a couple years later, two years later, we caught Phantom and we caught everything else and we remembered the love gun. And like I said, by the time we turned seven or eight, we already outgrew Kiss. (laughs) Uh, Not me. Yeah, uh, I I did. And then I I I circled back. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the feedback was pretty strong about it. I mean, look, it's a it's an iconic. If you're a Kiss fan, it's an iconic 
uh, performance. It's an iconic event, the Paul Lynn special. And the guy, you know, reading about him and his antics and stuff, the guy is kind of interesting. Yeah, he is. Right. I mean, and he then, is. Uh, yeah, somebody some, somebody had made a comment about how he was known to get like have a few too many drinks and like get freaking rambunctious and I'm, I'm like yeah dude I'm pretty sure everybody in the 70s was like a drunken womanizing alcoholic. Yeah, I don't know about the womanizing part but uh, that's he true. Would, uh, he had kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know. He uh it it was kind of funny and then you know everyone was going down the list of and we did our polls and I want to, you're like, oh, let's do something. I'm like, no. It was, by the way, guys, it was my idea. I'm like, no, we need to do who was hotter, Margaret Hamilton, Mrs. Brady, or uh, Witchy Poo, or whatever the fuck it was. And Betty there. White and fucking uh, <laughs> Pinky Tuscadero. Yeah. But he, he, so you could tell, you could tell that people like, Clearly, a, 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 a poll like this didn't get a shit ton of votes. <laughs> yeah. But here's my problem with you fucking wackos out there. 15% of you voted for Margaret Hamilton. Oh, I did, well, too. Just I was going to say, well, fucking goof. you know what? Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they watched the video after you were commenting on the size of a rack. And they were oh, like, somebody Who? said that to me. Somebody sent me some like, you're damn right. She does have a solid rack there for a <laughs> lady. Who the fuck did that? Dude, you, I'm not shitting you. Um, is that the same group of people out there surfing freaking granny porn on fucking Pornhub? Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, oh, it's Steve Wright wrote me from uh, Potter Than Hell. Oh, okay. Holy shit, dude. I'm pissing my pants at your comment that the Wicked Witch of the West has a solid boob. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, man. I don't know. Just I go to the friggin' surreal stuff. I know. It's um, funny. So that was that was no, that was a fun, a fun episode. And that's and that's what we're all about. We're all about fun. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was good. That was a good one, definitely. Yeah. So what's going on in Kiss World, Tom? Uh well, this week, so uh a couple big like anniversary type events this week. This 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 past right. week. So- You'll be hearing this on what Saturday the second November. So there was this week was the anniversary of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park released on TV. It was the anniversary of the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Uh, it was the anniversary of the release of. It was the anniversary of the release of Carnival of Souls. Um, Who show was it? Paul Paul Rizzo Paul Paul, Paul who Paul Lynn. Paul and it's also the anniversary of the all time greatest, most hilarious Kiss interview ever. The embarrassing drunken performance with the Tom Snyder show with with Ace and Peter. So a lot of shit going on this week and historically speaking. But what's going on currently in Kiss World? Yeah. So um, there was a couple articles and you write every time I. Hey, did you see that article? You're like, it's the same old fucking shit. I know there's an article. Paul talks about him and Gene have never been closer than uh, I guess Dennis Miller fills in for Larry King. Is Larry King alive? Dude, I, I, I that's. I honestly don't think if he is alive, he's must be like a Halloween skeleton decoration. Somewhere. Well, he's like a skeleton with some spenders and big glasses. Yeah. Um, but I guess Dennis Miller fills in for him and he interviewed Gene. You know, it's a good conversation. Dennis Miller, um, you could tell, actually enjoyed finding what Gene says. It must be like he doesn't hear Gene much, but he could tell he was into what Gene was saying. I won't say like, 
I was born in Israel. I never understood what food was. I had to sit in line and get a piece of bread. Um, you know, and Gene goes through the stuff about America and, you know, we had to get rid of it. Few people, you have a flat tire, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah. that f- settle down analogy, boy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and then obviously the last part of this stuff is the Kiss Cruise is going on. We'll save that for another date. We'll talk about that. We yep. don't want to get into it much. It's like the first day Cruise Fest happened. The first day of the cruise is going on right now. So we're not going to get into it halfway. Um, but you had a comment you want to bring up real quick. Well, just real quick. Was, you know, cruise Fest happened um, the, the other day. And, you know, we knew that Peter was going to be at that event. Um, at the hotel, you know, wherever yep. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, Peter, I don't think Peter was officially part of cruise fest, but the, there was that event that Peter was at. Correct. Um, and I mean, we know he's older than the other guys. Good God, man. He, he looks, he's looks tired. I mean, he, he looks good for his age. I'll say that, but, but it, it, it's sad. It was honestly, it was sad because I'm like, God, man, all of our fucking like icons are just getting old. Like to see Peter Chris as like an old man, I was like, oh, sad. Oh, you think you're sad because what's the name just died? Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the rest goddamn refrigerator, eating all the food. Yeah, rest <laughs> in peace, John Witherspoon, Friday. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as, as bad as Peter looked, uh, I think Ace sounded worse than Peter looked. Holy fuck. And, 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 we'll talk and about it next I was time. Just, I was just going to say, we'll save oh. that because that hey, could potentially be a. There's my water bottle. I'm going to fucking chuck it off someone's head. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, that, that could that could potentially be a, an episode. So we'll, we'll, we'll save that commentary. All right. Oh. So, um, ready to get started? Let's go. Uh, before, before we start, though, I'm going to have to go get my shoes so I have them. Oh boy, hello Barbara. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Barbara. Um so uh this week we are going to go back to our uh our trusty top 10 list. Yeah, so we are going to do a top 10 list of songs that have never appeared on any official Kiss live release that we personally would have liked to have seen that band, that lineup at the time perform those songs live on a live album. Correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So if it's the Animalize album, we want to pick a song from that, then that means we wanted to hear what the band sounded like with Mark St. John in the band. Right. If it's, you know, with Eric Carr and Ace coming out of uh the Elder, there you go. That's that band. We want that band playing. So we're not talking about the current band out going right now touring. We're talking about the band, a snapshot at that point in time. We're just coming up with a top 10 list. Honestly, um, you know, I barely had these really in order. I mean, I, I, really, yeah, I, mean, I, I want I, all these songs, but I had to trim it down to 10. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, mine are actually in chronological order of, of, of just release. I, okay. I, didn't, I didn't rank them. And what we were using, we're better off making it make yours random when you throw it out, just so a little suspense to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 right. But but we're using. So we said songs that have not appeared on on an official release. So what that means is, we're talking about the a lot. You know, if I pick a song like, you know, I don't know, "Ladies in Waiting," 
I, I don't want somebody being, oh, no, that was on a uh, Somalian release uh, EP <laughs> back in 78. No, 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 no. We're not. We're, 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 we're I thought Somalia was producing albums at a record uh, plant there in between bombings. But my point is we're using like official U.S. releases, which are Alive, Alive 2, Alive 3, Alive 4, Symphony, Unplugged. Um, Kiss Rocks Vegas. Um, the live box at the Millennium concert. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're not doing the Insta Live. No. There was three no. of those. Like Rock right. Nation had one. I think there was a Sonic Boom when that one was like that. Um, am I missing somebody else too from an album that we we were gonna pick live? I'm not sure, Tom. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I, I think that was it. I think we were looking at official live releases. Okay. Um so is so again, we're going by um a live one through four. Yep. Unplugged. Yep. Oh, I know one. You wanted the best. Oh yeah, yep, got it. Oh good one. You wanted the best has some live stuff. Yep. Um Millennium Concert. And uh, Kiss Rocks Vegas. So yep. the Insta Live, Alive 35, and Sonic Boom, those Insta Live albums, they're not counting. Right. Yep. Yeah. So um, we're going to do a top 10 list. Tom, why don't you start it off this time? I think I did the last one. Okay. So I put my list together. Um, so I didn't do like, okay, these are my 10 most favorite kiss songs that have never appeared on a live album. I didn't do that. Cause I think I figured that'd be kind of easy, maybe a little bit boring for myself. Yeah. So, because that would be the compilation kind of kind, when, we yeah, did, ex- when we first started. Exactly. So I, I, so what I did was I looked at songs that I would have liked to have heard a particular lineup, maybe in a particular costume, but in a particular yeah. era. And just to see what those songs would have sounded live. They may, these songs, not all of them may be like my favorite songs. A lot of them are songs I love, obviously. Um, So if we're going to go in a random order. um, Yeah. I will. So this is your number 10. So, okay. Yeah. And again, these are not because I, I, I rank them in chronological. There's no ranking. So I'll just say number one. That'd be your favorite, but just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so number 10, I would, uh, I would go with this one. of animalize i did i've had enough into the fire okay okay 
I like that song. I'm not going to tell you it's one of my all-time favorite songs. However, I really would have liked to have seen that lineup with Mark St. John, that style of Kiss, that kind of shred version of Kiss. I would have liked to have heard them uh, live because we're talking about live albums, not seeing them on concert. Obviously, I would have liked to have heard like a like a like a, an official produced live recording of that to see how that would have translated. Because I like that song, but I have a feeling that song would have kicked major ass live. Yeah, and you know, obviously, there's what a couple concerts that he actually Mark St. John yeah. played yes. with Kiss. Yep. So it's not like you have a huge uh, capability of doing it. Right. Um, that's a great song. The guitar is yep. going, but I'm curious. I, I don't remember. I did the research when we did the, the album. Was that, um, did he play on that one? On, on the album? On that song. On that song. Ooh, I don't know if uh, I have a feeling he didn't on the, well, okay. You, you may be correct, but, but I'm looking at it in terms of if they, if when yeah, they, yeah, if, when they, I stand. Yeah, if they toured, it would have been him. Now, um, I know Bruce played on Lonely is the Hunter and Murder in High Heels. Yeah. Um, just not sure if he, I'm sh- whatever. But I'm no, sure I know that'd be pretty good that if he did. Yeah. That, you know, that guitar and that friggin' speed and stuff. That yeah, that was, that was like their kind of shred era. So, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number 10. And we did know this because they used to play this a lot live. It's on Animalize Live, but it never made it to an album. Let's hear it.
It's like a glove. Yeah. See, I'm lucky. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I love the animalized live. I want to know what Vinny would be like playing that with them. And, um, spoiler alert. I want to hear Gene sing this live and hear the butter and have a live version of that. See, I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough to have seen and heard that live on the hot in the shade tour. Uh, it had, it had, uh, it had, um, Bruce Kulik, obviously, Um, but yeah, yeah, it's that these are the songs that we're talking about. What would they have sounded like live? You're right. Yeah. Just having that, that I can go back to. Now I have some bootleg CDs that I can always put that on, but you know what I mean? Like if I'm going by official releases, I would love to have fits like a glove. And again, that's why we're not doing favorite songs that aren't live that we want live. It's something unique about this song, and that's why I wanted that. That whole butter thing would probably sound awesome, and the, and that Vinny on that guitar riff. Oh, that would oh be yeah, great. and so. and not not to go down a, a rabbit hole here, but we've talked about this before, and other people have brought it up too. You just wish that there were just more like live albums, or at least a, an a live album during this era. Like, why did they wait so long? Exactly, you know, for, for different three. versions of of. Uh, Different lineup live versions. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? All right. Number nine okay. for you. Okay. So number nine for me. Um, so this is another uh, another song that, you know, I will say some of these songs are some of my all-time favorites, but they also fall into that category of would have liked to have seen it live, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so let's go with this one.
So that's off of Unmasked. That's Naked City. Okay. And the reason why I would have liked to have heard that live, and we had talked about this during the Unmasked episode, what that song has some balls to it. Okay. Vinny, Vinny, um, Vinny Ponce had kind of stripped the balls away from it during the recording. Yeah. So what would, what would this have sounded like live with the electric guitars plugged in with, with, uh, with the, the raw drum sound, you know, I think that would have been interesting to hear. Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. Again, these are things that for some reason or another, we would like to hear this version and it makes perfect sense. Yep. Naked city stripped down and just a rock and roll song with, you know, your guitar, bass and drums. Yep. Probably a lot different than the keyboarded album that was unmasked. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I, I like the pick number nine for me. So <clears throat> number nine for me going with this. of our compilations that we always do in top 10 lists for me that's the song i i would love another song live first of all i want that era that era the eric and they're playing that hard rock you know slash metal eric Carr, um ace and uh the the main guys gene and paul and just gene and paul going back and forth on the vocals i think that would be Awesome. Yeah. It, it, awesome. It, it pisses me off to no end that Eric Carr never got a pro, a, a, a kiss alive album. You know, yeah. I, I, I wish he did. I wish he did. You're right. That, yeah. that, that song, that song live would have been, Ooh, that would have been great. Yeah. And that's All where right. I came up with that. Number eight to you. Okay. Number eight for me. Um, Ooh, th- this could get some interesting feedback. Um, all right. So let's go with this one.
off of Carnival of Souls, the opening track, Hate. I can see Zeus's face right there. Okay, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm not going to get into it right now. Too too much detail. I love this album. I like I it. This is one of my favorite songs. This is one of my favorite Gene songs. Yeah. Now, the reason why, I th- first of all, I love this song. I, lo- I love the way the song sounds on the album as recorded. Okay. But a lot of people say it has like that grungy sound to it, the drums and the detuned guitars. Wh- sounds wh- like the end of a song from Siamese Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Could or, or back at the end and the yeah. distortion stuff. But yeah, what, what would it what would it have sound like live? Would that would it, would it have been a little bit you know? Because I look at some of the songs on Kiss Alive three and how they sound so different because they're live. So would this have sounded the same, or would it just been you know Eric Singer with his regular drums without the produced drum sound to make it sound like that? I don't, I love the song, so any version of it I think would have sounded kick ass. But something from Carnival of Souls live, I would have liked. Yep, sounds good. Yep, number eight to me.
You know me, I'm a sucker for uh, for the lead singers trading verses. And my favorite, one of my favorites, it's my life. I would love to hear the. I'm talking about the the um, Cycle Circus version with Ace is doing the lyrics with Gene, back and forth. I think this would have been awesome catching them two live doing this. Um, yeah, so I'm going with uh, it's my life. Oh, you're right. That would have been that would have been interesting and exciting to see Gene and uh, Ace taking turns on the microphone yeah, live. Live? Yeah. How good would that be? Yep. I hope Ace wouldn't sound like he sounds like now, but oh, <laughs> oh fucking old man. Oh, oh, yikes. So yeah, it's my life. Number eight. Number seven to you. Okay. Number seven to me. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Uh, Let's go with the... Right. Let's go with this one.
And piggybacking on a little bit of what Zeus said earlier off of the elder, I went with the oath. And pretty much for the same reason that Zeus said, these two songs absolutely rip. Okay. Uh, we're not going to get into an elder review right now, obviously, but the oath live. Oh my God. That riff and Eric Carr just, uh, it just, that song is great on the elder. I I can't imagine what it would have been like live. Um, and the same thing that you you. said, I'm sorry. I was just going to say the same thing that you said is something from that era, those costumes, that era, those, uh, that outfit, that whole, just that whole environment of the band at the time. Yeah, I I, uh, I had it a little bit further up, but I'm going to just put it now in there. I had that as well. Okay. Um, and as, you know, I, I guess, I, I mean, it's similar to I, but I I liked it for the, you know, the Paul and Gene back and forth. Yeah. Versus the oath is just badass. Yeah. And they looked badass in the live video performance of it. And I'm curious how it would sound with them actually performing that with Paul in his, you know, still in his vocal prime and the guitars and Eric's drumming on that song. Oh, I bet you they would kick ass. Yeah. I think it's underrated, you know, not to veer off, but I, I think the image of the band at that time, man, Oh, think about if there was a great version of the oath live, how awesome that would have been for the elder. That would have definitely given it more love. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. They fucked, up. They, they fucked up by releasing World Without Heroes as the opening single off that album. <laughs> I think that was the I think that was a killer right there. They fucked up making that song. <sighs> we'll save that though, but go ahead. Number six to you. Oh, so you all right, because so you took the oath also? Correct. Okay. So six to me. Um where am I? Hold on. Let's go back. To, to the Stone Age. That is not on my list. <laughs> that is not on my list. All right. Let's uh, let's take the makeup off of this one. That's off Lick It Up. That's Young and Wasted. Couple reasons why I have this on here. A, my favorite song off the album, so I would have loved to have heard it live. But B, as everybody knows, Eric Carr. I don't know if it was all the time, but Eric Carr would sing this live. Yeah. Because um, there's been some there's some videos, some YouTube videos of, of them performing. Yeah, yeah. I'm Animalized. sorry. You're right. An- yeah, I'm sorry. Animalized. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So 
I can see it. Again, these are there's something different about this song. Is it as yep. favorite as like you know other songs? Maybe no, but you want to hear it live. You want to hear a taped performance of Eric Carr singing live. Yep. You know, and, and I, 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 I love this. And I think this kind of kills two birds with one stone. It gives me the opportunity to hear one of my favorite songs live, and it gives me the opportunity to hear Eric Carr sing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yep. Um, staying. In the same album, let's go with this. I got to give love to my favorite a million to one just not only just because Paul's performance vocally, but I love, love that solo, love that guitar solo in the middle. Um, And I would love to hear what that would sound like live. Um, I think that would be a great and Paul would hit that mark in his prime off of lick it up tour. Oh, that'd be awesome. Awesome. I I think the closest thing we got to that was, uh, Paul's uh, solo live, right? Yeah. Um, one last kiss. Ooh. <laughs> what the fuck? Settle down, Herda. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm five. We're in the top five, brother. All right. Well, these aren't ranked in any particular order. Well, my no, we're down to five left. How's that? Okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you, fruitcake. I hear All you. Right. All right, let's keep the uh, we're going to keep the makeup off again here. So let's let's go with this one. Number five.
So off of an album that we love, a song that we love, a lineup we love, that's King of Hearts from Hot in the Shade. Um, a lot of the songs I picked on this list are songs that would sound good live on an album, would sound good live in a concert, would look good live in a concert, driving hard rock kind of mid to upper tempo paced songs. And I think King of Hearts is one. Um, Bruce, killer riff, killer song. Um, I saw them on the Hot in the Shade tour, but they they did not play this song, so I, I would have liked to have heard this one uh, on a live recording. I wish there was a Hot in the Shade live album. Maybe in Somalia there is one. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to hear the part where they go bang bang. Exactly. Ah, oh, so bad. Oh, it's a good yep. song, and uh, you know we all love that uh, that version of Kiss. Yep. The yep. un the un you know with Bruce and Eric Carr. Yep. And then obviously the Revenge Era too, but no, that's a good version. I'd like to hear it. And this would make, you know, no one hears this song. A live version of the song would be pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty original. Yep. So number five to me. So for number five, I'm going back to something that I just love in any version of the song I would love. So let's hear it. Stanley's makeup album, uh, makeup solo album. It's all right. Yeah. I got to hear that version. So I was going back and forth. Wouldn't you like to know me? But I just like this song better. I would just die to hear this song. Paul is at his best. The guitar riff is sick. I think this would be excellent if they got to play this live. And I don't think there's ever been a time I've heard them play this live. So, yeah, I don't know why they chose on the, um, that live clip, I think it's one Kissology. It might be one of the bonus discs or something. They did a, they did a, uh, there's a concert of them each playing a song off their solo album. And Paul plays Move On, which I'm not a fan of that song at all, yeah. live or studio version. I don't know why. I mean, there's so many good songs, including It's All Right. That would have just been great. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Move On is just, I don't like it. That's his old Soul Station shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please, fucking Soul Station. You got to move in. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's it's not good. It's got Patty LaBelle in the background on that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Patty LaBelle, you got a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> she come out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Number four to you. All right, let's put the makeup back on and go in the way back machine. Here we go. 
turn it over to the cat man off dress to kill getaway. Oh. Uh, and I love this, the dress to kill like era, quote unquote, um, Gene's bass on this song. Not enough, not enough Peter live stuff. We hear, you know, we hear Beth, we hear uh hard luck woman on a live two, which is just enough. Those are the two songs you put on a live two. <laughs> terrible, terrible selections. Um, I, I love this song. I love the way I just think this would have translated very well live. The band was peaking. They were young and kick-ass. I think this would have been a really good live song for Peter. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I like it. It's a good song. Um, and you're right. You got to get a, a couple more songs from the cat man and just to make a little variation of other than really the two, the two ballads and nothing to lose. Ah, well, actually you got black diamond but, too. Yeah. So. No, I can so, t- I can tell uh, by the look on your face you thought I was going to pick something else, but oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I, I but I didn't. Yeah. So let's go to my number four. Okay. Let's go to this. is my Catman song and you're right and i have the same philosophy i needed one of his songs and i picked off one of my favorite albums rock and roll over baby driver and the reason why i picked that of all his song is because that is peter at his screeching best Mm -hmm. just to hear that that's awesome that's awesome and i can imagine tearing it up live that's a killer Peter song that gets a that gets buried. You know, it just it 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 annoys me. Well, you know, quote unquote annoys me that there's so many great Peter songs that everyone's like, oh yeah, Beth, oh yeah, Hard Luck Woman. No, no, no. There's so much more that Peter offered. That's because Paul buries any Peter song. Oh, it doesn't have a cursed word of scores. It just goes on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I know you're right. 
right? Who yeah. cares? Yep. You're right. What's the what's the chorus for cashmere, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. You know that philosophy, Paul? Come on. I you know. know. I'm not saying baby drive is the same category as cashmere, but you get Oh, my it point. is. Oh, oh, it, it is. It is. Number three to you. All right, number three. Something else from the Spaceman off of his solo album, Rip It Out. Um, one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs, you know, not just talking solo album songs, but but you know, in the entire discography of anything they've recorded, that's one of the all-time greats. Um, would have liked to have heard more uh from Ace Live. I know he didn't really do anything until Love Gun and then Alive 2 came out, and then yeah, then you had all the you know Dynasty and Unmasked, but um would have loved to have heard something off of his solo album, um, but Rip It Out would, be, would have been the one for me. More Ace. Yeah, and what I think of when I think of Rip It Out, though, I mean, I know there is the Ace, uh, the Fraley's Comet Live. Yeah. Remember that? They start off the con- that album with Rip It Out, yep. and he does a great version on it. And so I bet you with Kiss, I bet you he would have been an awesome version of him playing Rip It Out. I I love the song, so I think yeah. it would be awesome live version. Yeah, especially around '78 when they were still in their prime. Yep. Before Peter dropped off the face the of thing, the earth. The, the only thing about this, he, he, I don't know if Peter uh, would have been able to do the uh, the Anton Fig drums there on this. Uh, yeah, I, but, hopefully before he dropped off. Yeah, yeah did. right, 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 right. So for me, the yep. next one, I'm going to this.
also another unique uh, lineup song, and this is Paul, Gene, Eric, Carr, and uh, Ace. Although Ace doesn't play on this, Bob Kulik does. Nowhere to Run. I I absolutely love and adore this song. The fans love this song. Can only imagine how awesome this would sound live. Yeah, I put this in my book. I put this with Mr. Speed in terms of the just underappreciated, deep cut, lost gems that should have been a monster hit. And, they, and it was buried on killers. I wish they had this somewhere where it was on a, a, a an actual you know, U.S. release because the song is just epic. I, I actually have it on my list under honorable mentions. Um, so I have it because the song is just ridiculously awesome. Yeah, I would just die to hear this thing live. Yep. Um, number two. All right, number two for me. Here we go. Off a of dynasty, another song that I love off the studio album, but I would have liked to have heard it translated live charisma. I know it's not one of your favorites, but I love this song. Um, I love dynasty the way it, it's recorded already, but um, you know, you take the production away. What, what would this have sounded like just live plugged in, you know, as Stuart would say, all live, all real. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Stuart. Stewie. Uh- um, and his and his mandals, his fucking cargo shorts cruise. That's what it's called. The fucking cargo <laughs> Stewart's cargo cruise. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna borrow a pair of his mandals because uh, I'm gonna go on a cruise too, and I'm gonna <laughs> chop, 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 chop. <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, gonna pick up a couple, you know, nice new posters I found online, and uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Number two to me. I 
best non-makeup song and the song that I think uh, our boy Jericho loves live and would have just been a monster hit if anybody else did it. Turn on the night. A live version of that would have been kicked ass. Excellent choice. I have that on my honorable mention as well. Yeah, Turn on the Night is just, I think, of that era, it's just such a great hook. And, uh, you know, I just think it, it would, especially that era with Bruce and them, I thought it would be so good. Listen to that. A nice live Eric Carr on the drums there. So, uh, and Paul was at his finest with his voice. I don't know if he, he obviously can't do it now, but back then that would have been pretty nice to have that version. Yep. Good call. Yep. We think alike on that one for sure. Final one, Tommy. All right. So I'm kind of cheating here a little bit, but I don't care. It's my list. It's my show. So screw. Here comes my number one. of my favorite album my favorite gene deep cut that i love it is by, by the way, go ahead go ahead no go ahead no, no, go ahead go ahead well every, everybody already heard it so it's off a love gun it's it's oh zeus is laughing in the background here <laughs> we've, we've had some interference in our recording here <laughs> my daughter walked up behind me I got my headphones on This, this is why I don't want to wear headphones And just scared the living crap out of me And, and it, I don't know what just happened And I think if I look back At the Skype video of me and you talking I probably look like death Well here's the funny thing about all this I could see it all happening in real time Because I could see yeah, her <laughs> Nope I could, I could see her Creeping around the corner then tiptoeing up behind your chair and then giving you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell us about your number one pick. So, yeah. So it's got love for sale. My, one of my favorite songs off the album. You never hear it anywhere. Um, the band at their peak should have been on a live too, but it wasn't a hit. So I can understand why it wasn't on there. Um, but just would have loved to have heard a live version of that song. Cause it absolutely rips for sure. So that's my number one kind of broke my own rule of you know not taking quote-unquote favorite songs but that's my number one got love for sale have love will travel i knew you were gonna take that eventually yep it would be different because it's not on anything it'd be unique yep. and it's also one of your favorite songs so why wouldn't you want to hear it live right now well, now now there's a few ahead. no i was just gonna say there's a few blatant omissions here so whoa, i'm waiting whoa, to see whoa, 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 no whoa, i know whoa. you know i still no, no, mine I, oh i know i know Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All Here's right. your number one. All right. That's it. That's my number one. Okay. Oh, Hold on. Here it is. Oh, 
Yes, I cheated. Yes, I took Mr. Speed. Yes. I come on. Of course I was gonna take that. Everybody talks about they would love to hear a version of it. And a 76 Mr. Speed, especially when it's probably a little bit more, you know, raw, like the demo version, a little bit more ace guitar in there. Oh, and that just rocks. That's exactly why I didn't put it on my list because I wanted to leave it to you. Because I knew, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I am blown away or as George Steinbrenner from Seinfeld would say, George, I am blown away (laughs) because there are two songs here that you love that are not on this list. And I'm shocked. All right. And I have, I I, have one of them as my, I have one of them on my honorable mention. Okay, go ahead. What's your honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions, well, I named, um, I named nowhere to run. I named turn on the night. I had Mr. Speed, but I knew you were going to take that. And one that I cannot believe you didn't, neither one of us took. Yeah. It kind of checks off those boxes of a favorite song, but kind of a deeper cut mm-hmm. off a, off a harder than hell all the way. Yeah. Um, I love the song, but I'm playing to not doing this as what's my favorite songs that are no, on I, here. Oh, no, no, no. And You're right. So what is the uniqueness of it? I just right. like the song. Yep. Well, Mr. Speed to me is a little different. It's a rocking song and, you know, sounding live. What, what would that be like? I'm curious. I've heard uh, all the way on the Kiss Cruise. Um, and it's a, and I love the song, but no, that's not on my, so you no, had and four and I think honorable mentions. Well, I think you're right. Just real quick with all the way. And I think that's why some of these songs made my list. Cause okay. We love all the way. It's a great song, but you got to wonder what it have been like. Yeah, this is awesome live or would it would have been like, you know, yeah, they're playing all the way. It's a good song. Right, and it's right, not it a is. rocker. It's not going to no. get you up. It's just like, yeah, I love this. Yeah, right. right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yep. So my honorable mentions, I got hooked on rock and roll. Just another Catman's version song I'd like to have out there. I have the two ace songs. Rocket Ride. Yep. And Rip It Out Like You. Okay, but then I had one that I I just couldn't fit it in. I'm like, where do where's this, what am I going to take out? And this song was the hardest one not to make. The only one I was going to take out was maybe fits like a glove. Yep. Um, modern day Delilah. That guitar solo in there, I love it. Love Tommy's playing on that. It's and I was thinking about I need to put that in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, Hello, hallelujah. Yeah. I can't even say the word. Uh, is on a compilation. Um, but modern day Delilah is not, and I think that would rock and especially the solo. Um, but no, it didn't make mines. It's an honorable mention. Um, yeah, yeah there's, I mean, again, this is, ob- uh, subjective, right? Of course. That's what the top so, tens are. Now, now, did you have anything past crazy nights? You didn't have anything off uh, heart in the shade or revenge. Did you? No, well, you know what? If you look at the list, though, Tom, there's not much there. Um, you know, Hot in the shade. I think the only thing, I think the only song that appears on any Hot in the Hot in the Shade is Forever. Yeah, um, Forever. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. You might be right. Um, so Hot in the Shade. If I'm looking at our list here. Um, 
was the only one. Uh, I didn't take anything off Revenge because all the ones I really like are already gone. The only other um, one that would have made it off Revenge is probably my second favorite song off the album, which was which would have been Thou Shalt Not. Yeah, because I because um, I love I love I, the riff on that. I one. wasn't taking Carnival Souls. Yeah. Um, Into the Void is actually on I think Millennium. Um, okay. And, you know, so I wasn't going to go anywhere with Psycho Circus. I thought about a couple of deep cuts in the box set, but then I'm just kind of, that's just being different to be different. Right, but right. There's nothing yeah. on Sonic Boom, and Hell Hallelujah is on for Monster. So I'm like, I was yeah, actually no, thinking, Tom, I don't think I got anything else after that. You know, looking at how we picked these songs, you know, like we said, they're not necessarily like our favorite songs. Some of them are, obviously, but. I was thinking of taking something off of Asylum, if you can believe it, just because the song it's a, that's a weird album for me because we've talked about this before. Not all the songs are great, but I think the band sounds great. Like if that makes sense, even even if the songs yeah, the very four good, of them, the right. four of them is the start of it. And they went yeah. through four albums like that. Yeah, and uh, I think that Tears Are Falling is on. I think uh, Ve- not Vegas. Is it Vegas? I think it yeah, I think it's Vegas. on Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that yeah. would be curious to hear what that sounds like a little yeah. more and hear it more, but it's on yeah. a live album. Um, but you know, maybe who wants to be lonely would fit on something else. I doubt they'd play anything else. Now, uh, this is going to be, I'm being serious. Here, you're probably going to laugh, but just to hear what it would have sounded like live musically. I know we don't like the song. We kind of shit on it, but King of the mountain with yeah. Paul's, with Paul's vocals, Eric's drums like I'm thinking like okay it's not a great song and we don't think it's a great song but I wonder how it would have translated like live on stage but or live you know live recording type thing it would have to be an opening track yeah oh totally yeah yeah you know I think yep. that would make a nice uh, opening for a kiss uh, concert and stuff yep. maybe yep. a smaller club or something like that yep um, but if they open up without do so Detroit Rock City the place will burn down yeah um so that's our that's our album. Anything else you want to go over on that? Or are you good? No, I, I I like I like that we created the list. Not like you said, it wasn't just oh these are the ten favorite songs that never appeared on albums. We we kind of had a little bit of you know reason and detail behind each song. It wasn't just like these are my ten favorite songs that never made it. You know exactly. There no, there's more details to this. So yeah, yeah. No, it's a great. I think it's a nice list. Um, I hope, let us know what you think, what you guys want. We always want to hear your opinion. Love it when you guys tweet us your list or email us your list. Please feel continue to do so. Yep. Um, Tom, you have uh, questions this week? Yeah, we do. Uh, so this comes from Sean Hammond on Twitter. He says, uh, love the show. I have loved Kiss since 75. Um, and then he kind of, I'll kind of paraphrase some of the question. But he talks about, you know, those of us like me and you that found the band in their makeup years, what did you think about it when they took the makeup off and then their music? Like, obviously now we're older kiss fans, but it, when it first happened, do you remember like, we were like, what the fuck is this? They took their makeup off. Is it the same band? Like, you know, how, how did that appreciate it? Okay. So, I, I mean, I remember hearing something about them taking makeup off and being on kiss uh, I mean, MTV and hearing the song, lick it up, lick yep. it up. And then I told you, we, I always, that story is I, I fell back in love with them when Asylum just had come out and I was at my cousin's and he had uh, Animalized Live playing. Yep. 84. So, and by that point, I got used to them not wearing makeup. So I kind of forgot that whole 
hey, this group where makeup and Peter Chris and where's Ace Frehley? Like it was just that's Kiss, yeah, Paul and Gene, you know. Yeah, for me, I was uh, so Lick It Up came out in '83. Yeah, and I remember, I remember, I was I was ten, and I got the cassette, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" Because because at, at the age of ten, you're still like enamored with the costumes and the makeup and yeah. everything. And and I was like, you know, when you're ten, you're not really like Paul sometimes says you're kind of listening with like your eyes, not your ears, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, in retrospect, Lick It Up is you know, if not the greatest non-makeup album second or whatever. Yeah. But I think, I think it was because we were so young, I think it was more of an, you know, not more of an adjustment, but it was an adjustment, but you have to, you have to train your eyes and your ears to kind of focus on the music. Um, so I think it was definitely a transition for, for, for fans. Yeah. Yeah. We were also too young to probably appreciate what was really going on. That's but I, it would have been interesting to be, you know, 17, 18 years old. And like, would you have been like, oh yeah, I took the makeup off. Who cares? This album kicks ass at 10. I was like, they took the makeup off. Kiss sucks. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Right. Nonsense. Listen, right. Emerson, Lincoln Palmer. Right. Right. So no, good question. Thank you, Sean. Um, Thank you. So we got a funny one here from a Twitter buddy, Eladio. What's up? What's up, Eladio? So he said, this is kind of funny. This is kind of, this is a fun question. What do you suppose all the animosity is about in the opening lines on Aces and Peter's solo album? So Peter's album opens up with, don't let me find you sleeping with another man. I love that line. <laughs> and Ace's solo album opens up with, now I know you've been cheating and lying all the time. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're, they were rumored that their wives were cheating on them. They were definitely cheating on their wives. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just like, let's be like, you know, maybe there was a time like to talk about relationships, not just wham, bam, like Paul and Gene talk about. Right? Yeah, I, if you think yeah. about it, those are relationship kind of talk. Like, yeah, know, I don't, you, I don't know if there's a way to find out if those were like you know kind of semi reality based. If they were talking about somebody nah, in particular, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. It would I be funny it. if we could. If it would be funny if they were. But it, that is an interesting observation by Eladio that both of those albums open up with them. Did like, you just pull a gene from fucking thing. You just go. I just. <laughs> you you I picked up I, on that. Uh, 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 a bum come in. Bum had walked in. You, you picked up on that up. when they did the extreme close up in yeah, Gene. Oh, no, I, I, in of course. Yeah, but that and they what, didn't edit it. Yeah, but what <laughs> I just did. It in. Gene went <laughs> like I didn't. I, I didn't do that. Keep it in. Leave it alone. Hey, I'm drinking a little bit of a seltzer here. I get a little burpy. So good with our questions, right? That's it. Right. Want to hit the plugs? Hit the plugs, baby. So uh, we can be reached on our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Um, our podcast, you're hopefully listening to us right now, but we're available pretty much everywhere. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube. Um, hopefully, you know, it might be expanding more into other platforms. Um you know, give us those reviews. We love those reviews um, on, on Pod Chaser. You can do a review. Um, Apple Podcasts again. You can do those five star child reviews, as Zeus likes to call them. Those we appreciate those very, very much, um, and they help us. 
Yep. Social media, social media, we're all over the place. As hopefully you know that uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you're not following us, just look for us. Shout it out, Loudcast. We're on all of those. Do we get a couple of things on social media? We yeah, we got go a we, we got a Facebook recommendation from Kevin Ooh. L. Johnson from a th- Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the highest praise we've received in the. All the episodes we've done. Now I'm Kevin, curious. Kevin L. Johnson recommends Shout It Out Loudcast. And his recommendation is the Jerky Boys of Kiss Podcasts. <laughs> is that a compliment? So, well, so, the, so I responded by saying, thanks with a question mark. And he was like, no, no, no. I love you guys. The show's great. I'm like, okay. Because sometimes I can't tell what the hell's going on here. <laughs> the jerky Boys. That's that awesome. Great. That was great. And then we got a... um a, uh, a direct message on Twitter. And this yeah. is very nice. This is from uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Alec. And he says, I absolutely love y'all's podcast. I've been such a huge kiss fan since I was five, but never had anyone to talk about how damn cool kiss was. So when I found y'all's podcast, it was like, I was listening to do- two dudes shoot the shit about kiss. And I somehow felt a part of it out of all the kiss podcasts out there. Shout it out. Loudcast is my favorite. I'm only 18, but I've learned so much about Kiss since I was five. So it's cool to have a place to interact with people about the band. Keep up the great work, guys. Greetings from Texas. That is awesome. Alec, thank you. Keep your uh, comments coming. We'd love interacting with you and everybody else. So, yeah, that's great. And especially sure. since you're young, yeah. you, there's still so much you're going to learn about Kiss and stuff. And that's awesome. I'm excited for you, brother. I know. I was just going to say, having an eighteen-year-old Kiss fan is that's a, that's awesome, dude. That is oh, so cool. Great. You're the future so cool. of, the, of us, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. So, now there was also another one. We got a message, a direct message from uh, Kevin, right? Uh, uh, it wasn't a direct message. I think it was a Facebook comment. That's right. I totally forgot about that. You're talking about Kevin Jepson from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So he bought a shouted out loud cast T-shirt. Good segue into our buddy Ed from uh, from Click T Shop, ClickTShop.com, K L I C K T E E S H O P dot com. Um, amazing Kiss inspired um, uh, products, not not just T shirts, but you name it, it's out there. But All more importantly, of- what else does he have on there? He has got shouted out Loudcast stuff with our uh, our awesome new logo that Ed designed, and yep. Kevin Jepson bought a shirt, a shouted out Loudcast shirt. Sent us a picture of it, and he said, "I'll be representing you fuckos on the Kiss Cruise." <laughs> so he's the one that bought the shirt. Hey, dude, the fact that he a is wearing our shirt, holy shit, Kevin, thank you. And B, if you wear that thing around the Kiss Cruise and people see it, that that's like free advertisement. Yeah, that's amazing. Kevin, Kevin, tell us what people say. You listen to those fucking assholes, or you're gonna get yeah, those guys rock. Uh, I'm dying to hear from you, buddy. He's and gonna, I hope you're having the best fucking time. Absolutely. There's going to be three different things that he could potentially hear. What the fuck is that shirt you're wearing? Yeah. Or, or A, the, oh, that show's great. Those guys are funny. Or, dude, I can't believe you listen to those two fucking idiots, man. What, that, that, dude, that show's no, what are you doing? And that's, yeah. when, Ke- and that's when Kevin's going to fucking body slam them. Oh, that's right. Or Gene says, excuse me, young man. That bass right there is that. <laughs> Hold on. 
I'll be exactly. sending my lawyers later. Um, who's this? Who's this? Ed Spankenberg. <laughs> Give me his number. Ed's the man. Ed's the Absolutely. man. So, yep. Uh, anything else, brother? No, I think we covered all of our bases. We're just uh, we're just so thrilled, and uh, you know, we're glad that people are having a good time with the show, and that's what we're here for. Absolutely. So, you have any famous last words for them? I know I have to go. Got no dough. Should I stay or should I go? Gotta get away. Don't want to stay. Leaving tomorrow by subway. <laughs> Settle down, Peter. The fuck, dude? <laughs> I know. Although it was ace. It was ace. That's true. That's true. Um. Hey, babe. You got what I want. I got what you need. Fire below. So if you know it, show it. Don't let me go. Wow. Wonderful. Beautiful. I thought you were starting to sing uh, that old Teddy Pendergrass song. You got, you got, you got what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good stuff. On that note. Thank you, Kiss Army. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Till next week. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.